Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. And coming to you recorded from the frog. You love him. You love to love him. Here's Johnson. Everybody needs a little time away. I heard Scoot say, Guido, join me from each other. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. And everybody, uh, uh, we... Johnson, we really appreciate the three people that tweeted at us. No, we genuinely we do. Yes, no, we do. we do. I totally, I totally did. And I, can I say something to to everyone listening before before I forget? I forgot last pod, Guido. You know, we forgot to inform people. We're kind of a big deal now. Mm-hmm. Um, very much. You know, I don't know that people know that, but we're kind of a big deal now, and so. We noticed ads popping into the pod <laughs> because we, we hit a big, we hit a kind of a big deal threshold. So, if you've been listening to the last couple shows and you get, um, I don't know what would you call it, Guido, like a targeted, tailored, uh, regional ad for yeah. something at the beginning, yeah. maybe at the end, you might also notice that smack dab in the middle. You also get one at the halfway point. Yes. And we I feel like we should have warned you. <laughs> Guido, we didn't we didn't warn people. And so sometimes I think in the last pod, like I think Scoot was talking, and then you got a ad for like Rhode Island Regional Hospital or something, you know, whatever. Like I don't whatever know. But it, so right. if you're hearing that, it's not, you know, you're not going crazy. There's nothing wrong with your feed or anything just another way that the man is trying to censor me that's right that's right (laughs) trying to interrupt you scoot trying to interrupt you making those pennies we got to make those pennies somehow that's That's right that's right yeah so uh since we've last talked fellas there have been some losses and there have been some wins uh a win against central florida a win against byu a tough loss this weekend against Oklahoma. Yes. Not surprised? Not surprised. No, not surprised at the lawsuit, but surprised at, uh, what would you call it? The, I was, it feels selling it short to say the way we lost. <laughs> I feel surprised that they took a blowtorch to the defense the way they well, did. I thought we would stand up better than listen, that. Listen, I am, I am, I've been outspoken on my disdain for uh coach brown and company um mostly the coaches not so much the players but anyway i i will say this had i'm gonna say this had we been able to pull out this win yeah uh, i was thinking about going to the base camp i was thinking really? about it. i was thinking about it i was i was Re- now listen, Guido. I'm not. I'm not trying to jump ahead of you here, but you've been specifically asking Scoot, like, what needs to happen for you to get on board? And I think Scoot, it's I'm surprised. You, so you would have like breezed through the carabiner section. I at the store yes, is what you're saying. I would have been uh, making sure that I had the appropriate harness. Wow. Um. Uh. I think. Have you ever said that sentence? 
No, 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 no. Checking that you had the appropriate. Have you ever? That, you've never spoken that. No, sentence. I don't think so. Have I think you? that's a first. Goody's uh, uh, checking out the harnesses. Um, I, I think I wasn't too excited about beating UCF or BYU for that matter. Although BYU did have a winning record, um, at the time. Now listen, Guido and I tried to tell you for weeks. I know you kept BYU saying that BYU was, was a dog. You kept saying a it was a dog. Deal. And you kept saying, "No, I think these guys are are better." I don't know. I put more faith into their record and and who they were than they actually were. They are a very classy team though, right? They, no, they are, yes. I, well, yes, I, I they think are. they're a nice they are nice that. group of young lads. However, uh had we beaten or I will even say this, had we given Oklahoma like a run for their money. Like lose within a score. Maybe. Yeah, right. Like it's a 35-28 type game. Or uh, or maybe not give up eight touchdowns to the quarterback, maybe. Would you right. say that? Now, and I'll say this. First drive, I thought, okay, we're into something here, right? That, that seemed to go pretty smooth. Well, now, it, what do you what do you guys always say about scripted? first drives, Could though? it be one yeah. of those scripted drives that seems to go well? And then when... Neil and the boys have to think for themselves. It's a, it's a little bit uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a free for all. You know the old uh, let's try to run it up the middle on first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, fourth and goal from the one all four times. The exact same play all four times. That How was a bad look. Yeah, that was a bad look. That felt bad, Guido. Like you should have been able to. I mean, it was. Listen. Even less, even less than a yard. I think at at one point in that series, Neil Jet Sweep Brown decided to not even try a jet sweep <laughs> in that series. Left, like, right, left, right, left, right motion. We're you're jet in motion. sweeping on the second play of the game, where all of a sudden EJ Horton is running like a wild man off to the right side. Uh, that's probably the best way to get him the ball because he could not catch the ball the rest of the game. We tried to pass to him. Well, it felt like hey you've attacked this interior of their defense it's obviously not working so like go yeah you're right like go go somewhere else with it pass mcgee yeah when you need him (laughs) right we've (laughs) we've never shied away from a tunnel screen where's that guy at or something i don't know um but i think had we beaten that team i think i'm like okay that's a national power they're a ranked team they're a team with a winning record we've not done very much of that You've got a winning record so far this year. If you if you beat Oklahoma, now you're looking at what seven and three, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're in the talk still for maybe playing in the conference championship at seven and three. It's not out of you know the realm of possibility. I'm I'm starting to believe at that point. But Neil nailed it for us. Neil nailed it. I mean, I and like listen. I think there was a point. I I I I remember a point at the beginning of the year where we were like, "This defense is good. I'm excited about this defense." And then like all of a sudden, they like Jordan Leslie and the crew have have like forgotten how to defend the football. Yeah, you're right. After TCU, we were kind of talking like, "I'm kind of I'm kind of good. I'm kind of okay with this defense." You know, they're showing us something. And then, you know what? Uh, three out of five losses later some of these some of these you know what 41 points to houston 48 points to oklahoma state the 59 points last night it yeah it's it's a bad look now 
we'd be remiss if we didn't say, I, I think going into UCF, I think it's a little better now. We've got Burks back. We've got some other people back. But I think it was going into UCF maybe and even a bit with BYU, Guido, I felt the defense was being held together like one of my old wiffle ball bats. You know, like it had enough duct tape and, and stuff on it. Like so many people were out. I was kind of cutting them a break, but this game against Oklahoma felt different. This felt like, Scoot, this Oklahoma game felt like our dudes are just way better than your dudes. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even close. And if we're being honest, um, this might be the first team with an actual quarterback that we've played so far. Uh, Dylan Gabriel had a little bit of, uh, I guess uh, some some credentials coming into this game. He wasn't necessarily the slouch or the backup guy that we seem to, for whatever reason here, the last several weeks, it seems like we catch a team where their starting quarterback is hurt or we catch a team where they've got a new, uh, not established quarterback. You know, we we played uh, Pitt. Their quarterback doesn't even play quarterback anymore. Yeah, he apparently should have been playing right tackle or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, but, that's you the know, kind of stuff. I, I think what... I think what gave me some hope, though, Scoot, because you're right, but I think, you know, coming out of Central Florida, um, the kid, Guido, who was their quarterback? The Plumlee kid? Graf? Oh, who was the Falsgraf? Was that last week? Falsgraf, you mean like the plate? Yeah, yes. that was B, That was BYU, right? Scoot, are you talking about like dinnerware china that you would hand out for a wedding gift, or are you talking about a quarterback? Well, I th- anyway, I think the UCF quarterback, I mean, he – He's established. They're high on him. He came into that game with some pretty good stats. And and they handled – they actually made him look pretty bad. We had multiple turnovers in that game. That's why I was holding on to some hope that maybe they would give Dylan Gabriel, you know, some some heat, make him feel uncomfortable, yeah, set, rush uh, him. An Oklahoma record, eight touchdowns. Right, right and they didn't, like, they didn't do any of that. So that, that was super disappointing. So I'm not – like people were on the X – last night late after the game like and i think i responded to someone that was saying i can't believe everyone's so upset they lost i'm not upset they lost i in fact come on we've been counting this as a low yeah this was a lot yeah we've been talking about this being a likely loss for a long time what i'm aggravated about is just being completely torched off the field like this wasn't even what was it Second, first half second quarter it's like 31 to 7 i mean it looked like defense was so porous very like you were ca- like, like poor poor porous is being nice yeah, i think that's like, the stoops it. kid was a walk on at one point was he not i think he walked on to oklahoma at some yeah point. i think and he's an okay player we made him look like the second coming of gronkowski at times well it, but it's similar to we made the guido who was it the gordon kid for oklahoma state the yeah, running he back like we, Derek Henry. Yes. yeah we made yeah. him look like some mashup of barry sanders and walter payton so i i i don't know the defenses looked bad i think it looked better against central florida cuz they were able to generate turnovers i think it looked even better against byu because not only the backup quarterback, but I think we could manhandle them up front a little bit. This game felt totally different. This game felt like, Scoot, I felt like we were the Duquesne. You know, we were like the, the second-week Duquesne team to them almost. I, I think they did a good enough job, Oklahoma that is, on defense that Garrett Green at times was running for his life. He didn't know when he was going to have to run for his life or when he would have a lot of yeah. time. 
Yeah. And when he had a lot of time, he either underthrew or overthrew because I think he was thrown off by the time he actually did have. So the timing was never really on. And God forbid Devin Carter complete a play, right? So if he doesn't catch the ball, he just pretty much is like, oh, I'm not getting that ball. When <laughs> that interception, he could have easily either caught or knocked down to the ground, but he just gave up on the whole thing altogether. Well, yeah, he, he it, that up was right a bad his face. That was a bad look. He didn't endear himself to to many fans on that particular play. I think he kind of kind of jogged through the the route, and then you're right. After it was tipped, he was just like, "Well, this play yeah. must be over." I'm not getting this one. Right, right. So yeah, that that wasn't a great look for like, him. Come on, guy. Well, and the other thing I think, like, and again, this has been a thing that's, I think, not even been all season. I think this has been all since Neil Brown's been head coach. It's like, if they're in the game, I feel like the offensive play calling is is serviceable. Is like, he, he's making, he, he's doing things to at least, like, take for instance the Houston game, right? Like, it was, the offensive play calling was good for the Houston game, I thought. We lost the game defensive issues whatever like there was some coach coaching no, issues I agree. too but like I agree but like this game it's like once you get behind by four touchdowns or three touchdowns or whatever it was you know halfway through the second quarter it was like what are yeah. we doing now no, we're running the, the play ball? Call, the play calling yeah, was like start, you're, you're not even trying we're like, down three touchdowns we're snapping the ball with about 7 seconds left on the play clock for a draw right up the middle like what yeah, are you doing right like there was no sense of urgency. Um, well, and Guido, you're you're right too. It's it is weird to think about Houston thirty nine points in a loss, but you you wouldn't have blamed the offense for things there. You know, Oklahoma State thirty four points in a loss. You put up forty one to beat UCF. You put up thirty seven on BYU. This this game against Oklahoma felt like you finally ran into someone. Though you know, we talked we talked uh, on the last show. In that Houston game, it felt like the offense had to score every time they touched the ball because the defense really couldn't stop anything. Right. This game felt the same way, but you finally ran into someone that you just couldn't move the ball on. You couldn't. You couldn't score on, and and that just you're right. By the second quarter, the wheels had fallen off, and then it looked like they were just totally discombobulated. Like there was no coming back from that thirty-one-seven. Like the route was on at that point. So let's talk about where we are. So we, you know, with that said. We are a bowl. We're going to play in a bowl game. We got a bowl game coming. We're six and four. I mean, you guys want to hear some of the bowl projections? Have you have you been looking at uh, Pop-Tarts uh, or something? Or yeah, Pop-Tarts you sent us bowl? one on the text machine the other day, Notre Dame and the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I love everything about that. Yeah. Uh, right, right now, I think the realistic one is, and just because of where it is and, and who, we've played in this bowl before, guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix at Chase Field. That's why it kind of makes sense. Scoot as a Bank One ballpark, formerly Bank One ballpark. Mr. Ken Kendricks, are we being are we being invited to like? Uh, is this a did you get us? Is this a, get us tickets, Is this Scooty? a post World Series? Like maybe? I don't think we're getting invited. Oh, okay, okay. Right. you 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 made him too mad. You made. I don't him. think we're getting invited. So right now, a couple of places have us predicted playing against. Illinois, the fighting Illini. Oh, interesting. Uh, at the guaranteed rate bowl. So, Ugh. you know, nine o'clock, nine o'clock on a Thursday night or oh, whatever it great. is. Oh, great. You know. <laughs> against someone I really don't care about. Against that, against that uh, rival, <laughs> Illinois. But here's 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 the one that I've seen pop up a couple of times that I'm actually excited about. This is a bowl game, even though it's like whatever a middle tier bowl game. 
I could be excited about this. Okay. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl, right? Which we've again we've played in before. Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, West West Virginia versus Maryland. Oh, okay. All right. I hate those guys. I, mean, I care about that. You hate the, I care about you that. You could care about that, uh, right? Yeah. You get to Tualia, Tawalia, Tuga Vilo, Tuga Vilola. Is he still there? Is he still playing? Guido, don't interrupt him. Guido, don't interrupt. What What's going on here, Skeet? Tawalia Tuga Vailoa. Are you sure? Is no, that what we're doing? I'm not really sure. I'm not really not sure. What's his name? Johnson. <laughs> What you, is his name? I mean, you brought this yeah. up. I feel you, like you, you need to be the one. You know, to can you help him? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm sorry. You seem like you have this under control, Scooty. Isn't it Tua Tagovailoa? Isn't yeah, that? So what's his brother's name then? Yeah, right. Because that's a quarterback. That's, no, yeah, you're right. Um, what is his brother's name at Maryland? I don't remember now. But you're right. It's the Tagovailoa. <laughs> is it Tua Leah? Is that what you said? Tua Leah? Tua Leah. Tua Leah. Have we butchered this enough now? Or oh, I, I mean, like anyway. The last time, anyway. though, Guido, I traveled to watch us play Maryland in a bowl game, it was terrible. You may remember. I think it was the CarQuest Bowl in Jacksonville. Maybe it was the Gator. It must have been the Gator. And we lost 41-7 to after having already been Listen, beaten I'm... similarly like that in the regular season by Maryland. So hopefully it would be better than that. I, I mean, I guess the Maryland, that would be better. That's a way better than playing Illinois. In the middle of Arizona, right? Uh, what are you? What I are mean, you talking? I, of course it is. Guido's right. It, Scoot, Maryland is part of the axis of evil. Right. Yes. I get that. Yes. I forgot about that. Come on, I, axis of evil. I, Penn State, Pitt, Maryland. That's axis of evil. What are you talking about? Yes. I don't know that we win that game. Oh no! If you're Guido, looking for a remember, game that we win, Guido, I don't remember? Know. It's been so long. It it wasn't just the axis of evil. It was the. Um, what what did I call it? The quad the uh what quadrilangle was it? quadrilateral quadrilateral of evil because we had put Virginia Tech in there too. We needed four points. It was I wanted to call it the oh. rhombus of evil, and you guys wouldn't let me do that. And I think we fell back to the quadrilateral of evil. I believe that's right. Quadrilateral. That was, way, that was, that was, that was way funnier in my head in, before I in, brought it up. Um, you guys, you guys aren't laughing at that. But remember, I mean, we we used to give an update on the. We did yes. evil, every the week. evils. Remember, we haven't done yeah. that in a while. Yes. No, Guido. I would care. I would watch that. I w- versus. I think I would watch over that. the yes. Illinois option. I would definitely watch that option. I think looking Maryland. at the two of the options, right? A nine o'clock tip, tip or kick, tip off. Uh, we'll get the basketball. We'll get the basketball. Nine, a nine o'clock kickoff uh, against Illinois. I think I'm falling asleep halfway through the yeah. Th- well, this feels too. Um, I'm kind of old. Arizona State-ish for me, Guido. What was that bowl where you had to be up until yeah, like that, two in the that morning? Wasn't that, that was the guaranteed rate bowl. Was wasn't it? That Is that Phoenix? the one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that was in Phoenix. It was like a tenth. I've, I mean, every time I tell this story, I feel like I'm, it's late. <laughs> they, they didn't kick that game off until twelve forty-five. It grows <laughs> as you get older. Be like, we had to. <laughs> I woke up at four in the morning to go to work, and they were still That's playing hilarious. that game. You're right. That's how that goes. That's how stories <laughs> like that go. But yeah, I mean, I I I I would much rather see us play Maryland. I think that would be fun. I mean, you know. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the question. I'm I'm glad you. This to me is a good segue because there's a lot of people, though. Don't you think it's weird? I feel like Scoot's gonna agree with me first. Guido may take some convincing, but isn't it weird that people are like, well, yeah, they're gonna go, they're gonna go eight and four now. 
Because they've got Cincinnati and Baylor. Oh, left. everyone just assumes that. Yeah, isn't that a weird thing? Yeah, I mean, it's at, a, the, it's at the beginning of the season, you wouldn't have assumed Jack Squat, right? And now people are like, "Well, they're obviously going to go take care of these last two games." I, say I mean, this. I, I I hope, but I'm not. I think Cincinnati. Sure. Yes, I don't uh, know about Baylor. I'm with you. I'm with you, Scooty. I'm. I think Cincinnati's a yes. That Baylor game makes me a little nervous. Because they're on the road, right, Scoot? Because right. it's in Waco. Right. It's Baylor. They've had a bad season. They're gonna go they don't want to go out. Let me check my flow chart. Is on road? Yes. yes. Probably I, a loss. We we do we do really bad against Baylor, historically, I feel. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure there's some listener out there that's gonna tell me that I didn't do my homework on that and will report back to me. Yes. But I do I do feel that uh it feels bad most of the time we play Baylor. Well, Baylor's three and seven. I mean, they're having a rough. Yeah, they are. They time. are bad. They are. And bad. what's Guido? Cincinnati's also three and seven, I believe. Cincinnati's also three and seven as well. I mean, they're both. And they. They're. I mean, they're both having a struggle bus year. Yeah, but see, I don't think it, it, the Big Twelve this year that doesn't matter. It doesn't like. Well, it really let's doesn't like look matter. at Oklahoma State yesterday. I did lose the Baylor. Cincinnati beat. Uh, they lost. They beat Houston. 24-14. But they lost to UCF. See what I mean? Like, ha, like it doesn't make any sense. The, the Big 12 makes no sense. This Oklahoma year. State losing to UCF 45-3, to I think, made absolutely no sense over the weekend. Guido's right. It's like, I mean, you can't, week to week, you really can't project. It's hard it's to forecast. Not, and it's not because teams are so good. It's the complete opposite. Right? Yeah, you just you don't, don't know. Right. You don't know who's not going to show up even worse than right. the other team. It's like, <laughs> right. they right. just didn't show up at all. Guido, I think the pro I think the problem, I don't know, interesting thing here with these last two games is I think people are saying well they're obviously going to go 8 and 4 because of how bad these last two teams are because they feel like that will be okay. Like to me, eight and four means you went out and took care of business here. I think it will be interesting, Scoot, if they go if if you end up seven and five or God forbid six and six, like to me, that's that's really bad. Like that's terrible. That is really bad because these are two teams that you should just go out and take care of business roll. against. Right. Yeah. Like even that road game, you should go out and take care of business. Uh six and six is borderline fireable. I know he won't be fired, but six and six would be borderline fireable. Well, that's where my mind goes. So let's talk about this for a second. Let's 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 say he wins one of these two, right? It's seven and five. And we say he's gonna stay around. Seven and five, he stays around. But but Jimbo Fisher got fired today. Yeah, who, with is. a winning record, mind you. With a win, with a win, <laughs> yes. But Jimbo Fisher gets fired. He's he ha, Jimbo Fisher in interviews before has talked about loving growing up in the area, loving West Virginia. Listen, talking about, I'm, I'm just saying, I want to be that guy, Scoot. I want to be that guy that brings it up. I'm just well, saying. Well, I think it's worth a conversation. Do you do you find do you is it a conversation like at the end of the year if 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 Jimbo Fisher's people are calling Ren Baker today and saying, hey, you know, Jimbo wouldn't mind coming back to West Virginia, coaching in his home state. And maybe they'd say, Jimbo's got 76 million reasons to not need a big salary. <laughs> yeah, isn't that he crazy? Yes, that's right? crazy. He doesn't need money. I mean, I'm sure there's probably something in his contract if he takes another job. Here's my question. How friendly is Jimbo with Ken Kendrick? You always tie it back to the Diamondbacks. How do See? you do that? 
Is Ken Kendrick interested in Jimbo? I mean, Texas A&M and the Diamondbacks have similar colors. He's kind of like our T. Boone Pickens. Boone T. Pickens. <laughs> Pickens Boone Did Pickens. Did you say tea? C. Boone Pickens? T. Boone. T. Boone Pickens. <laughs> Boone. That's like Boone, Boone Pickens', Pickens? cousin. Boone, Boone Pickens. Pickens? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just saying. The, like when I heard that news today, as we recorded, well, it makes whatever, you perk up. Hours ago, yeah, it make, makes you go, "Hey, yeah. does I mean?" Because Jimbo's from Clarksburg, right, Guido? He's from Clarksburg. Yeah, he's from Harrison County. Yeah, and so. D- I I don't know. I'm just saying, like I, you know, I don't think there would be any love loss. I think that, you know, if if you're Ren Baker and Jimbo's people call you and say, hey, he'd be interested in talking, I think you talk. I'm gonna I think you talk. This. I'm going to say something that everyone's thinking. This is for all our listeners out there. This is for you two fellows. The people. I'm going to say what everyone is thinking. Okay. If Neil Brown, if we find out, we go to sleep tonight and we wake up tomorrow morning to find out that Neil Brown is no longer the head coach of West Virginia University, the land-grant university of the state of West Virginia. Yes. No one Are you adding gravitas there? No one. There's no one that says, no, oh, come I on. Agree. Why'd they let him go? Nobody says that. Nobody is like, man, I can't believe they let him go. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Are we going to get Jimbo? <laughs> like, I guess, is Rich Rod I'm gonna a make possibility? Another, That's everyone's what say. okay, cool. <laughs> everyone is everyone's okay cool. no one's like they are oh man i can't believe they let neil go what are they we, gonna do hey listen we didn't re-up dana everybody was like oh, okay scoot fear of no neil there's there's like, a lot of fawns out there he, though here's my, here's my argument though johnson listen to this and so this is where i started thinking about it today west virginians west virginians love what they love they love people they from do, west Virginia, they do right? that they 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 do that. That is look at look at their love of the offensive line. <laughs> we talk we talk we like listen. My wife hates it every time Scoot does a Capital too. One commercial comes on and it's Jennifer Gardner and I'm like you know she's from West Virginia. <laughs> My wife hates it. We like like that's that's a that's a West Virginia. And I do. love her, like, Scoot. I love her. I know you love Jennifer Gardner. Guido Everyone does, does from West Guido Virginia. does too. Guido does too. We we all so do it. I can't my, help it. Here's I can't my, help it. Here's my I point. support them. Here's my point. West Virginia has built the athletic department around who for the last 15 years. Wait. Yeah. Who? Bo- Huggins, yes. Right? Bob Huggins. It's been all yes. about Bob right. Huggins from came West home. Right. We, he's from West Virginia. Right. right? Yes. Now we don't have that. We don't we don't have so that. So you're right saying now. there's an opening for that right well, now. There is and that opening could be because we loved it when Rich Rod was we here. We did. He's from hey, he's from Marion County. We love people him. People in West Virginia kind of like Alabama just because Nick Saban is from West Virginia. <laughs> it's not because they like it's Alabama. We were like <laughs> absolutely it's like it's second true. team. I agree. <laughs> They're like, well, he's from West Virginia, so it's practically a West Virginia team. Jimbo Fisher from Clarksburg, West Virginia, comes back home to coach. You know. What would be His wild? Listen, I'm going to throw this like, wild right? scenario out. Jimbo comes back okay. as the head cooch Rich Rod is his offensive coordinator. Tony Gibson and Jamel Adai run the defense. People's heads will explode. They'll be so happy. Yes. Quincy Wilson, running back coach. Right, right. Keep going. Owen yeah. Schmidt, right. tight ends. Do okay. it. Yeah, right. Keep going. Tight ends and fullback. Yes. <laughs> John Rashid it up. Marshall. I love it. Coach. I love this whole staff. <laughs> Byron Leftwich. Oh, wait, no, maybe not. Uh, I, lo- I love all of the uh, – I love too, like all the rumors right now about Rich Rod coaching 
down in yeah that is interesting yeah that is interesting. so but here's the thing scoot like jimbo fisher comes like they get rid of neil jimbo fisher comes back and scoot you're not even from west virginia you're a transplant you're in yes scoot's in yes because he has instant credibility right he's recruited before he knows what it's like to be a West Virginian. Well, so he and he's he's been importance. on a staff that's won a national championship. Yes, he like he's figured things out, right? Not that Neil he hasn't. Relates. Well, I think Neil hasn't really. If I'm being honest, he hasn't figured things out. Guido, the only thing though is I can't I can't get a feel for. I think I think Texas A and M is its own pressure cooker version. It's a weird one. Granted, it's kind of like a a New York city of yeah it's baseball right it's, it's like, weird isn't it it puts people in these like win immediately like under the microscope right his whole tenure there was so weird wasn't it like it was just a weird and situation they do a lot of weird chanting oh yeah they're weirdos yeah with the 12th man stuff yeah, and the, like, um, what, what the do they call is... those what do they call the Hootenannies or the yell leaders or whatever. Yeah, like I don't know. Very bizarre. There's a lot of like shirtless uh, uh, overall wearing. Yes, overalls. It's the overalls that sticks out. It's it's very strange. I, I, uh, no, I Guido. I, I think I'm you just... you bring it up because it's something that will inevitably get talked about. If you're asking, should there be a conversation between our athletic department and Jimbo Fisher? I would say. You would expect there to be one, right? Maybe on the down low, but you would expect something, some kind of contact there. Well, I think. surely one of these boosters, Ken Kendrick or somebody else, because that's the only one we really know. <laughs> surely, <laughs> surely one of these characters is like, Jimbo's out there. Hey, Ren, have you met Jimbo? Let me introduce you to Jimbo. Maybe there's nothing there, but maybe we can find something. Maybe we can find some common ground. Well, can we, Guido, can we talk about something else really quick, too? The weekly, what I feel like is the weekly referendum on Neil Brown. Can we just talk about that week to week? It's it's fatiguing to me. So we came out of, when I think I pointed out to you guys, when we came out of Oklahoma State, I think I sent you guys that that's when I noticed the um, account on X of I don't remember what it's called. Can you please say Twitter? Uh, so that's when I that's when I first saw the the handle on Twitter about if Neil Brown Thank you. were fired today, this is what it would cost account. That's when that popped up. Right. right. And everyone was torches and pitchforks. Right. <laughs> After Oklahoma State. After BYU. Two, so two wins later, I saw some jack wagon. I, I don't know what account it was on Twitter, but they had posted a um, scoop. Maybe you saw it. It was like a form that you could fill out of how to apologize to Neil Brown for, for you know, not rooting as hard or not trusting the client. Like that came out after wins and... <laughs> And so now after last night's Oklahoma game, I feel like it's completely swung the other way. And there's people on Twitter, XX Twitter that are now back to like, hate this guy, can't believe this, you know, everything's awful. And I guess Guido, my point in bringing all that up is I don't feel like, Scoot, do you agree? I don't, I don't feel like my opinion of Neil Brown has changed this whole t- like if you t- when we did our show in September late August I don't feel like my opinion has changed any 
honestly. My opinion hasn't changed in three years. So, like, who, Guido, who is going week to week? Like, who is like, yay, I love this guy. You know, we won. Yay, I love this guy. We lost. Boo, I hate this. Like, who's doing that each week? It makes no sense to me. And here's the thing. I'm a West Virginia fan, and I'll I'll always climb the mountain if if not only for the fact of the flying WV. But Scooty is right about one thing that he has said, and he has said for three years, which is Neil Brown will never bring this team to being a national championship contender or even a conference championship contender. Mediocrity will be the state of West Virginia football. I think and we so will be, too. Yeah. And we will be happy with eight and four or seven and five seasons because that's what Neil Brown. Well, and will let's bring. season that a little bit because Scooch, you don't have the context here. Guido does, but I know you've heard like, so, cause there are also people on Twitter that will post Guido about like, well, how on earth can you be mad at eight and four? Right. They will post that. And I get it. I, I, I get what, I get what they're saying. Like Don, so Don Nealon made a long career out of going eight and four, nine and three. Right. Okay. Like I'll give you that because people do that all the time. Like, well, you weren't mad at that guy, but it was different time though. Well, and Guido, Guido every once in a while, and I don't just mean 88 and 93. I don't every once in a while and consistently, Don Nealon's teams would punch up and catch somebody. I mean, Scoot, to this day, we joke with we joke with Clone Dog. If anything comes on TV about Doug Flutie, my dad will, he will, in a snap, look at me and say, Flutie never beat WVU. And he's right. Like, And Boston College came in with like top five ranked teams in that era. So I'm not saying just, you know, I think people like to bookmark Don Nealon in 88 and 93 and then there are a bunch of seasons where he would go seven and five, eight and four, nine and three. But he would punch up. He would surprise people. He would, you know what I mean? Like he would punch up and get an Oklahoma every once in a while. He would punch up and get, you know, I mean, not take, he, but take that sentence that your dad would say, Doug Flutie never beat West Virginia. Take out the Doug Flutie, insert Neil Brown, take out the West Virginia, insert ranked team. <laughs> that's kind of what i'm getting at though because guido this eight and four let's so let's project it forward let's say we go eight and four and there are going to be people that are like you guys are crazy right you're complaining about a guy that was supposed to finish last and he finished eight and four and i get it i do i'm not ignoring that but i'm not sure how much more hollow an eight and four could feel if not this type of eight and like this this is not you even had the luxury scoot of you didn't have to play a good kansas you didn't have to play like there are other people in the in the conference that you didn't even have to play that are good when did you see a team that was eight and four yet had not been ranked at any point during that season well right and guido's talking about bowls the cherry on top will be Unfortunately, I mean, I hate this because now I feel like I'm just totally being sour, right? But it will be the most easiest thing to expect. And Guido, I think you will agree with this too. We will end up going to a bowl and playing a good team. We'll play someone good. And and I fully expect we will not win that because it will be a good team. Right. It will be a good team we will be we playing. We almost lost to Army. 
and we brought a mannequin in to win the game. <laughs> like, we're not going to beat a good team. That's listen. Enjoy whatever you know. Like, we go to this bowl game. You better have some great plans for your halftime snacking, because that's going to be the highlight. Right, the highlight is going to be what kind of snacks you have at high, at halftime. I just don't. What I don't know, Johnson, and I agree with all of this. What I don't know is does the university, specifically Ren Baker and the athletic department, do they see it the same way we all see it? Like, are what like? And I think that's where I'm kind of, you know, flabbergasted yeah. by it because I don't think they see it. I right. don't think they see it. Well, what I'm afraid, what I'm afraid they see, Scoot is. Eight, even seven wins, I think, allows them to look at people in the face and be able to make the argument that there was improvement and not have to own up to the buyout is too big. You know, like we want to decrease this buyout. This gives them enough to say he stays and he moves on because in a vacuum of a season eight and four is not a bad season. What I think people like to do is they put blinders on Guido. We're in what year five and a year five team playing our schedule. You know, at the in in, in, in August, we said, absolutely. This should be a right. 10 win. This should be 10, 11, uh, 10 to 11. I, I wins really think so. Like season. it's, you can argue, you could argue that the only two in year five, the only two losses should have been, Oklahoma and Penn State in this in I this think, schedule. Yeah, Absolutely. you just took the words out of my mouth. 100%. This schedule is a it's not a hard. There are people out there that will try to convince you that this is a really hard schedule. This 100%. is not a really hard schedule. Hundred percent. Well, not a hard schedule. Speaking of not hard schedules, early in the basketball season, WVU hoops generally plays a pretty not hard schedule. Guys, generally, you know, get a couple like Patsies come in. You know, Our Lady of the Lake. We play them. We win by twenty. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. We see some guys, you know, you see the guys way down on the bench get in the game. You see a lot of things. Well, you're seeing that this year. You are seeing that this year. You're seeing the guys way down on the bench get in the game. But we are not looking pretty, guys, especially especially after a loss to a 300th ranked in the Ken Palm rankings, a 300th ranked Monmouth team on Friday night, 65 to 73. Not pretty, guys. Scoot, those people are now sitting way farther up the bench, though, because they have to. Well, like right, They don't have right. a choice. The end like, of the bench is actually not, not really right. on the bench anymore. It's They're like, actually in the game. What do we have, like, <laughs> seven We have seven eight, players now? Eight scholarship seven, eight, players. Eight guys? And uh, Big Ali right. has yet to make an appearance yet. The walk-on, D2 walk-on, uh, seven-foot. Well, I think he's like um, he's like uh, mysterious, right? What was that wrestler who hailed from parts unknown? <laughs> Like that's how Ali is, right? Some people list him at seven feet. Some people right. list him at seven foot two. He's like the legend of Ali. We don't really know. Yeah, we're not really sure. Scoot, um, Scoot, can you just confirm or deny a rumor that I heard that there was, um, you know, from the Ohio Valley, uh, a six foot, you know, probably really six foot two, six foot three, but sometimes shows a six foot four, uh, you know, point shooting guard. Uh, that still has a Listen, year of eligibility left to uh, play some basketball. Who was once matriculated. Did he get a call at uh, West Virginia University? Uh, I I could be a grad, not a transfer. I guess I could just be a graduate student. I'll find something. Gra- I mean, student. I'll find something yeah. to study. I'll go to study hall. I'll tell right. you that right now, Jose. 
I'll go to study hall. I don't care if I'm taking the classes or not. I'll be there. Listen, that didn't help us, Johnson. You know, Johnson. Wait, Johnson. You know what will happen though? Scoot. If Scoot does get asked to play, he will lead not just the team, but he will lead the whole entire bench, coaches included, everybody in most gray hairs on the head. (laughs) I would lead the. I would lead the team in that. I might lead the nation in that. Um, I feel I would. uh, I would be a student section darling they would love me oh i think they'd love you. there'd be a lot of bow and arrow action out of me after scoot, i shot three pointers scoot, scoot scoot they'd want you in the game like late in the game yeah you know, they'd want you in the game right. i what was the kid a couple of years ago was, that they yeah, always I was chanted? just trying to th- what, what was, was his name he well, oh, Mackie. Mackie. Mackie, yes Mackie, listen, yes i yes. do have some street cred about my game you do I once took a charge to Rashamel Jones <laughs> from UConn. He was a national champion. Maybe you remember him, Rashamel Jones, the starting maybe point guard from the 1999 <laughs> UConn national maybe, champions. Maybe you've heard uh, of him. Maybe you've heard of him. In a AAU tournament, I had the privilege of playing him and five of his good friends. The guy I had to defend looked like the second coming of Charles Oakley, a freaking tree trunk of a man. <laughs> Uh, all six of the team members on that team dunked on us at various points. Okay. But the highlight of the game was when a young Scoot not only scarfed up two rebounds, scored two points, but took a charge to a overzealous Rashamel Jones. But, okay, so to bring it back in all yes, seriousness. You started all, this. I did start it. That's my fault. Sorry, I do get – sometimes I like to, you know, get Scoot a little cranked up. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's very hard to watch right now. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. There's only been eight guys who have collected stats, who have collected minutes so far this season, right? Um, you know, right now the team kind of feels like it's on the back of Jesse Edwards transfer. You know, let me give you a quick breakdown on how things are going. Break it down. Let me, let me give you a quick breakdown. (laughs) Break it down. Break it down. Uh, Kobe Johnson, whom we've been waiting for three years to do something. Like, come out of a shell. We heard at the end of last year, we heard maybe he was injured and wasn't his true self or something. Well, if he's not injured, he might want to claim that he's injured because he has not he he's not providing any offensive value, right? He's not a scorer. He's not really assisting. He's he's a struggle. And if he's going to have to play uh, thirty minutes a game, which is what I think he's playing, well for. What eight more games? How how much longer is yes Chris, uh, uh, seven suspended? more games? Seven, seven more, games. more games. So he's an issue. Um, Jesse Edwards has to do all of the scoring, and if Slazinski's not hitting, then we're in big trouble. Uh, but it feels like those two guys are the only two people that should be attempting shots, right? Right. Does Seth it, doesn't Wilson it feel is not that consistent. Way? Yes, Seth Wilson I'm, has not been consistent. Uh, Neve. I think he's a good young player. He's being thrust into a role that he's not ready for yet. Yeah, right? He's, right. He he should be one of those guys that gets you, you know, five, ten minutes here or there just to give somebody a break. JoJo Harris maybe over overplaying his role, right? He's somehow shooting three-pointers and doing things that I don't think he's necessarily ready think, to do. I think he was one for 12 against Monmouth. That's not great. I mean, I'm not a math guy. Guido, is that well, good? Well, Scoot, I have a 
Noted not math guy. Yes. I, noted not. He definitely not a math well, guy. Well, I, I think, Guido, I think the, you know, we were texting a bit during this game and I, my point of view just watching the game was I feel like on offense, it feels like there should be three options. The first one is uh, Jesse Edwards. The second option is, are you sure you haven't tried Jesse Edwards? And then the third option is, no, really, I think you should try to see if Jesse Edwards is open again because I don't, I don't like it should just run through him. And Scoot, you bringing up JoJo Harris, do I have to call him JoJo? Do I have to do that? Yes, yes, you do. I I got so used to Josiah. No, it's JoJo. I'm still I'm still Joe. well. I'm still good. So him, the only reason I and I'm not trying to pick on him, but they just continued to go to that well scoot. Like, you know, people like him were shoot, shoot, shoot. And I know they had this Monmouth apparently unveiled the Syracuse legendary two, three zone that I didn't know they were capable of playing because this zone, <laughs> although you would think was not a big deal, just flabbergasted us for the entirety of the second half and half of the first half. Cause we can't shoot outside. We have right, no so- offensive threat. But that's what I mean. Like it just became weird to me that they weren't trying even harder than to go. Well, what's what's uh, I think maybe a swing and a miss for us, right? So if Kobe Bryant or Kobe Bryant, geez, he's not even close to Kobe Bryant. If Kobe Johnson is refusing to shoot, and when he does shoot, it's not great. I think we've got to play Bembry more. I don't know enough. Of, like I've seen enough of Kobe to know that I don't know that I like that. I've not seen enough of Bembry to say that's not an answer. And that's what I I mean like and that's what I don't under and maybe I don't understand what's happening in the program, don't get me wrong, but I don't understand why if you're this short and you have this few players. I mean, you saw six guys played that last game and then uh Sumnak played 4 minutes <laughs> and Sumnak, Sumnak, Sumnak played 4 minutes and, and yeah, some Nick, like you and uh, Bembry played three minutes. Schumack. Poison uh, Schumack. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you have those two guys, you know, your, your seven and eight guys, they only played four and three, three and four minutes. Like, I, I, you're put, you, like Jesse Edwards well, played the whole game. Like, he the, played all the, the one minutes. I, I, the I, ironic I, thing is, the ironic know. thing is I kind of love that. It's just... Not, I, not, not but these I particular. Would love that. I would love guys, that if right? I, we love yeah, that, but right. it's, we love don't guys, love that. it's right. not the six I'm looking for. Not right. This. We love well, that. And yeah, I think right. in love fa- that. Look, in fairness to them, you know, Scoot, we, we talked about it during the, during the George Mason game too. Like, you know, you're finally trying to get these guys together and play. And it's obvious that. Like if a cook, a cook is in the game, for example, then there's not as much pressure on Jesse Edwards. Like Monmouth, no, to their credit, could like, just follow two people around Jesse Edwards at all times. You know, I think that makes a huge difference. And then I think, you know, we're talking about the guard play is just not good. And I think not having Battle and Krissa is just like glaringly obvious. And that's the shame of it, because I think now you have guys that were probably planning like you were saying with Nave, you know, you, I, I didn't expect to be playing well the and, minutes I'm playing, and I'm sort of having to now like figure out where I fit and how does this work, and so I don't envy I don't envy them at all. Josh Eilert has even said before this before the games started about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that we've got guys that are on our team that are not Big Twelve ready, and 
I think he knows, like he's, he's got people, he said, I've got guys that have been getting reps that wouldn't normally be getting the reps that they're getting, but because I don't know who's eligible and what we've got available, these guys are getting forced into duty Yeah, when they really shouldn't be. Like, I mean, we don't have, for whatever reason, we might be the only team in America that doesn't have a bunch of walk-ons, but we don't have a bunch of walk-ons, and we're playing guys that probably would be walk-ons somewhere else. Well, tell um, me, here's here's my thing that I'm stuck on, Guido. I want you guys to tell me how to feel about, I mentioned this to Scoot, and he melted my face off the other day. He's not happy with me saying this, but I'm going to bring it back up because I'm just being honest. I know we lost this game, but I was disappointed in the coaching because if I just line guys up and I line Jesse Edwards up and I line Quinn Slazinski up and I know Jojo Harris I just can't get used to that. I know Josiah Harris didn't shoot well, but athletically he's a big, you know, he's a big guy, he's an athletic guy. Uh Seth Wilson can shoot. He didn't show it in this game. Where I'm going is I feel like if I lined those guys up and then I lined Monmouth's guys up, I still expect you yes. to coach these guys up and beat Monmouth. I do, Scoot. So tell me, like, what am I supposed to think? I, and I'm not, like, trying to hammer on Coach Eilert. I'm just saying it was disappointing to me that – well. That like he and staff could not coach these guys up to beat Monmouth. I think they well, should have been able to do that. Even in text, I'll give you this, Johnson. Even in text, I believe at one point I said it was in the second half and we were down ten or so. And I said to you, Why is Quinn Slazinski not in the game right now? Yeah. Why right. are we not we were talking like, about you're right. He and almost we were, has to be in the game. Right. I totally He's, agree. He is not um Eric Stevenson, but for all intents and purposes, that's what he is on this team right yeah. now. Is Eric Stevenson? Things kind of move as he moves. He's got to be that these clutch last, guy. Like yeah. I don't think he's that scorer that Eric Stevenson was, but he had 18 the first game, so I mean he must be able to score. But we were also saying, why are we holding on to these times? Like to me, we were watching right. this lead. The lead went above 10 at one point, and we're still not calling the two timeouts My, that we have. And and I don't know, Coach Eiler well enough we don't I don't know that any of us really know enough about having his his coaching style yet because he's so brand new to it he does feel a little bit like beeline in that he's kind of a rah-rah guy beeline was very rarely negative he was always very positive anytime he talked or anytime you saw him on the sideline he was always kind of a positive guy there are times for me though where Maybe you have that crucial conversation with Kobe. Like you'd like to see, you'd like to see him in a guy's face. A little bit of like a, Hey, listen, you've got to step up or you're not doing what we're asking you to do. That kind of thing. And maybe he's worried that, you know, uh, one of those guys says, well, I'm out. I'll see you later. And now you're down to seven. You know, like I, maybe that's what he's, (laughs) I don't know if he's worried about that. I, I, he shouldn't be a one college coach. <laughs> I can't risk losing this guy, so I can't yell at right. him. Yeah. I want to yell at this can't guy. I can't lose him, though. Well, but the the funny thing, though, Scoot, is I like Eilert, and I, I love this staff. That's the funny thing is, like, I look down that staff, and I oh, just can't. the most I, fun staff. Yeah, like, I, I can't help but love these guys. might be one of the greatest looking staffs in America as far as, like, can they play? Did they play? Did they play at high levels? Are they guys that 
people want to play for. Yeah, like Day, love him. Ruoff, love him. McCabe, love that guy. I'd like to just be like, welcome back, buddy. Like, I love all these guys. I love seeing them. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I love seeing them all there. So I'm not like... But I'm not gonna lie that I was I felt disappointed. Like I felt like they should have they should have been able to coach our guys up. I know we're thin. I know it's weird right now, but I, I think they should have been able to coach them Josh up. Josh Eilert's over. gotta be like to this doctor or whoever's in charge of a cook a cook. Listen, what what so do we gotta do? Can like three minutes? Can I get three minutes right, out of him? Right. What what can I get? Can he at least start and like maybe intimidate the team by just standing during tip off or something? Can we let him get off the bus first or something to just kind of like make people think he's going to play or something, please. And the NCAA is still supposed to come back with a ruling on well, this appeal. With I'm sure once they see battle, that Big Jim like, and Baby Dog have weighed, their, weighed in on <laughs> right, this, they were right. probably <laughs> They're throwing say, their weight in. <laughs> I, didn't, I was going to say no, but once I saw a Dog was in favor of Raekwon, I thought I better go with it. <laughs> Do you, do you think that I mean? Do you think the is there any reason the NCAA would change their? They, I read their somewhere they changed. We, they 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 honored the appeal of somebody else. So I think that gave people some hope that maybe Rayquan. I don't know the circumstance. Like I think they're trying to sell that like this guy will uh, go down a negative path. Like he'll turn to a life in crime or something if he were to. Be denied the opportunity to play Division One basketball yeah, this right. this yeah, right. academic year and not next year. Like if we can't afford to let Raekwon not play basketball this year, if he can only practice and not actually get to wear the jersey and shorts, he's that's on your hands. That's on your hands. You're gonna have to deal with that. Like, <laughs> I mean. Uh, if I'm being realistic, if that's what happens, if you got a rule that says he can't transfer two times or something, and if he does, he has to sit one year, then maybe that's what happens. And maybe Raekwon just has to be like, ah, this kind of sucks. I wish I could play. Nobody's crying about Noah Farrakhan well, like, sitting but, on the bench. He, yeah, same boat. But, but here's the thing. Like, we saw it with Jose Perez. Like, we thought that was going to be something, and then, you know, and then they get – he doesn't get to play, and he's got to sit for a year, then he leaves, and it's just like – I don't know. It's just so I, – I think in, in, it's way more frustrating, this this portal and this transfer situation in basketball than it is in, in football. Like football, I don't think – it doesn't well, weigh on you as much. Basketball, I, it's – So what? You lost a lineman. There's Well, and I also lines, don't feel like you get you know? these delayed decisions the way no. – I mean, maybe and, I'm just not seeing it in football, but this whole, hey, I know you've been here for months, but – turns out today a week before you need to know you well, can't you're not supposed to be there and I anymore think, i mean i don't get it i think football has a much more next man up sort of mentality than basketball does sometimes as well like you put all of your marbles in the raquita yeah. you know the, like or right. whatever whoever it, well, it, it might definitely be like, all, on on like a you know well, 10, tw- 10 12 man roster so fast right you can go from a team that's not very good to the next year you brought in three guys that are great together and good players. And all of a sudden you're a national contender, a conference contender. Like that's how in basketball, it doesn't take very much to, to sway things. So just yeah. like right now yeah. we're down two guys. This is kind of like uh rough to watch. You well, put those before, two guys in. We're not that bad before we leave a cook, a cook though. Have we, I don't feel like I've, 
seen any additional news on that situation? Do, have you guys seen anything on that? The, uh, all Eilert all, uh, said on Friday that they're monitoring the situation and he is improving. That's okay. That was the, all that's come out of the okay. university. Um, so nothing really about him being able to play yet or, or whatever. So, you know, like, I don't know. It's, 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 you know, and then I, you look at the schedule, right. And you're like, you know, I mean, I guess Jackson state, I don't know, Jackson state. Okay. I'm not going to worry about that. You've got, uh, you've got, uh, whatever you've got some of the, some of the, you know, SMU, you get Bellarmine that we play. Yes, and you're going to be tough. You get the the Wisconsin then, Virginia matchup. If we get one, whichever one we get there in that Fort Myers business, that's going to be. If we don't have a Cook, and we we won't have Creesa. Noah Cook makes that, and he's not even a great score. Like, listen, we're talking about a Cook like he's a big time player. He really isn't as far as like offensive output. He averaged like five points a game last year. But his presence is that where yeah. it, it keeps uh, JoJo from having to do right what JoJo was trying to do, which he doesn't yeah, well, think he can. Well, he had to do like Yeoman's work on the boards against. And I think he does a good job. I think that's his role. I think he's a guy that like sneakily gets some rebounds for you. He's not a, an outside shooter. I don't know why he continues to shoot these outside shots. Like that's not his game. And then there are times where he's got a little bit of that Gabe. I don't want to say this too loudly because people, when I talk about this, uh, West Virginians lose their ever-loving minds. But he's got a little bit of Gabe Osaboyan in his offensive gameplay where he's got this molten lava rock in his hands and he doesn't know what to do with it as he's going toward the basket. And you wonder, surely in high school you scored some points if you're playing Division One basketball. So how is this holding this basketball on the offensive end a new thing for you? And that's kind of what it's like for JoJo, and it's like what it was like for Gabe Osaboyan looked like he was, I don't even know when he would be on offense. It was like a hot potato, like he forgot to put on the oven mitts, and he was tossing it back and forth between one hand to the next. Well, through two games, if I'm mathing correctly here, I'm just trying to glance and and as we're talking, but I think they're now 14 of 53 from three-point range. Yes. Uh, please give it to Jesse Edwards. Not great. Please just see if Jesse Edwards is open. Please. Like, that's what I'd like you great. to do. But that's not. But that's the thing. That's not even like like Jesse Edwards is everything he does is down in the block like that. He's not. He's no, not that's what I mean. Threes. Like I don't, like, don't want. Have, I mean, we don't have any no, three no, point I, shooters. This I year. want to see. I want to see interior buckets. I want to see like. And I think that was Scoot, your name, nickname back in high school. Wasn't interior it? buckets. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, mean, I like the idea of a cook being in there because even if he does nothing to your point Scoot if he does nothing it's still someone's like whoa that big dude we need to get a body on him like to me right now they're free to focus on Edwards I mean he, there's no one else there's no one else eating up any space or drawing any attention we can talk about all day long them Scooty trying to figure things out but do you think they figure things out before conference play starts? I, I don't know if there's much that they can really figure out until they get – if they don't get Raekwon, it's going to be like I, – I don't think Kobe's the answer offensively. That's a problem because he's the guy with the ball in his hands the most. Uh, Slazinski's going to have to score 15 or more 
You're going to have to get 15 or more from, from Jesse Edwards. And then somebody else has to score. It should be Seth Wilson. It should be Seth Wilson, but it won't be. But if he's not, then we're in trouble. Like, cause you've got to have three scores. You really just, you can't rely on one or two guys. You're not going to get it from Jojo Harris. I, You're not going to get it from Bembry, apparently, because we don't want to give him the chance to play. We're not going to get it from uh, Sumnick because, I don't know. So before we wrap this up, just er, extremely early call here. Tournament team? Not tournament team. Oy. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, I would have said... Uh, you give me Creasa and Battle, or you give me Creasa Battle Perez. I say yes without a, a, not, a, not a lot of difficulty. Uh, as we are currently constructed, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it's gonna be tough sledding because we're gonna be so like. Here's the thing: you get in the tournament. I know this sounds crazy, but you get in the tournament based on your non-conference schedule because that's where you rack up your wins, right? We're not going to be able to rack up the wins. We're not and racking up those conference wins. time. Like you can go 500 in your conference, and as long as you've cleaned house during the non-conference season, you're probably going to go to the tournament. We're going to struggle in the conference season, and we're going to struggle in the non-conference season. Now, if we had Kerr, that's a difference. Like he's a he is a, an offensive threat and an offensive help. Without him. We are, and we don't have him for the non-conference. Like that's gonna be tough, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think we are right now. Johnson, you don't see it either. You don't see a tournament team out of this. Well, I Scoot started to say it. I guess my opinion is when I think of a tournament team, especially out of you know, anytime you look at the Big Twelve, usually if you're squeaking into the tournament, you're you know, there's eighteen, there's eighteen conference games on the schedule, so you probably went scoot what nine and nine at least you know maybe eight and ten and i'm just not sure there's eight and ten and and that's no i'm not like just trying to be sour on these guys but like guido there's like i'm just scrolling the schedule (laughs) there's there's a there's a stretch here after christmas ohio state at number seven houston kansas state 18 texas at oklahoma then you play number one Kansas. Like I, you know, th- this this Big Twelve schedule is always a buzzsaw, and I think like th- like this this year again is no different. We're playing right now. Listen, think about this, right? First of all, we have eight guys. We are currently playing with three of our predicted projected, I should say, not predicted projected starters not playing. You're playing with sixty percent of your team not eligible or not right. playing right yeah. now. That's right. Those are sixty percent of the guys that are going to eat up the most minutes. So I, I no, I just to me it's way too much of an ask. Like it's oh, way, man. way, it'd be way one too. Thing if it was like okay, we have no Kerr, but we've got a Cook and we've got Raekwon, or it'd be one thing if you didn't. But have here's Raekwon. the thing, Guido. Having said that, can we just be clear on something, Scoot? I. I love this team. Like I, I kind of love I this. Like, them like too. Like I, 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 I mean, the Mon- it for. sucked. Like it sucked watching them lose to Monmouth. But I like rooting for them. I already said I love the coaching. Like I love wa- looking like down the bench. They're crazy underdogs. They're gonna be underdogs yeah, in almost every. I'm gonna root right? like crazy so, for them. I don't expect Guido. I don't expect a tournament out of this. But I'm gonna root like crazy for these guys. I'll be honest. I, I think, regardless of outcome, 
Josh Eilert's going to have the inside track easily on this job. It's hard for you to say, well, sorry, Josh, you did a really bad job with uh, the four guys you picked up at the rec center and um, (laughs) Jesse Edwards. Like, it's going to be like, how do you, how do you, not think about that when it comes time to deciding whether he gets the job. Do you think, and this is a loaded question I shouldn't even be asking. I know we're running long, but it's too fun. Do you think this team is better if Bob Huggins doesn't oh. wreck a car while inebriated in Pittsburgh? Trey Mitchell's still there. Yep. Joe Toussaint is yeah, still there. Right. Jose's we're still not bringing there. in. We're not yeah. bringing in Nave. We're not bringing in... Uh, uh, Big Ali, we're not bringing in uh, Bembry. Some of those guys were late additions because those other guys left. Yeah, you, you right. throw Raekwon Battle, Jose Perez, uh, Trey Mitchell, Jesse Edwards, and Kirk Creasa in a starting five. Yeah, it's that's a, probably a totally national different, contender. Totally different conversation with Joe mm-hmm. Toussaint coming off the bat. Like, yeah, and I don't know if you guys remember this. We finished last season really high on this team and what it could be going into this year before all of the, you know, Huggins craziness. And then, you know, now you're you're in this situation. By the way, in case you guys hadn't heard, Bob Huggins did get a, a new gig, kind of. He is on a weekly radio show. Um, I think it's on Sirius XM uh, or, or one of those things. He's on a weekly basketball radio show where he's called full court press he's going to be there like he's also on a weekly binge of claiming he did not really want to resign and shouldn't have resigned they tricked him into thinking his wife or his wife into thinking that they would lose all of their benefits that's the most recent right. news that's like yep he's said he'd rather he's be coaching to stop. doesn't want to do like, radio he's got to st- like this team and it, unfortunately for him He's not going to stop. And I think everyone, for the most part, is now like, thanks, Bob, for costing us a game against Monmouth. <laughs> like, it's, I think people are like, you're the thanks. reason why we've lost. Thanks for going on two months of self sabotage for some reason. Yeah. You felt you had to talk about the kids from Xavier for no reason. Like, that's like, what are you doing, man? I mean, uh, it, uh, yeah. I mean, he set the program back. He set the program back. A year or two like I mean and like you to your point luckily and especially with maybe this coaching staff I think that you can turn a basketball team around in in you know 12 18 months well, and, and here's the somebody had asked me this week they we had recently signed a guy Carmelo Adkins is a newly signed basketball recruit he's a three-star um, and uh, he goes to a prep school in Arizona and he was uh, recruited by Jordan McCabe. And we were, I was asked whether or not like he was a good player. And I said, I think he's an okay player. The problem you have though, is when you've got a coaching staff, which we love, but they can't definitively say that they're going to be there next year or the years beyond. They're yeah, trying to recruit for right, that. Right. But it's not so much them that's going to be the problem. It's going to be the the Calipari's or the the um, I don't know Bruce Pearls or these other coaches out there, uh, John Shires that are going to say, "Well, you can go to WVU, but are you sure that coach is going to be there next year? Are you going to want to play for those guys? Or you don't even know who the coaches are going to be." Right. 
And that's unf- like, so that's going to scare a lot of people away. So it's a pretty good signing, despite the fact that it's, you know, a tentative situation. So I, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot more wait and see by high school guys to see what's going to be around, you know, come April. Well, and you can't, you can't blame them. Hey, make this big decision commitment. We're not sure if we're going to be here next year, but right. please make this giant decision. And I mean, like Jake Koontz has got to be having a hard time, director of uh, player recruiting, player personnel recruiting. Uh, he's got to be having a hard time talking to players right now because you're, you, like, you're right. I mean, you go to WVU's website, Josh Eilert's listed as interim head coach. Like, you don't know it. Yeah, you're not wrong, you know. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a long – like, and here's the frustrating thing, like – Football season's football season. It's going to be a long basketball season, guys. I mean, it's it's it's. We're going to pretty soon. I mean, we should be talking. Why are we not doing this podcast about soccer? Well, they lost today, so we shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> they did lose. Oh, maybe okay. That's not good. No, that's not good. Baseball, maybe baseball will be. Well, good. I mean, I, I as far as basketball goes, I, I mean, I'm going to be rooting. I'm going to be watching every game that I can watch. I'm going to be rooting for him like I always do. As we do. I just think it's going to be a slog. Like it's going to be a long it's going to be a long season, I think. Well, guys, we should probably wrap it up. Hey, are we going to do another podcast like next week or so? What do we think? Yeah, I maybe. mean, yeah, maybe we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah, we're into I it. mean, if if you get on the if you beg us enough, if you get on the <laughs> Twitters or X or whatever the hell it's called now, if you beg us enough, we may do an episode. So, sometimes you know, life gets in the way, you Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you've got uh, the the kids, the children, <laughs> the, the children. Life comes at you the fast, kids. Guido. When you got Listen, them childrens, life comes at you fast. We'll slow you down. Yes, they do. So, well, we'll do our best to be back. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, check us out online. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears on, and you can check out our website, Johnson. It's kind of like everything that you'd want to know about us is on that website. Yes, in the form of a web page. Think of things you would like to know about us and then think about it in the form <laughs> of a web page. That is what it is. Uh, there's also the merch store. Don't forget that. Uh, you can click the link there and click through to the merch store. Um, and, we, and, we, and we will post... Uh, a link, the tune in link right on the page. So you can just click the button and listen to the latest show right there on the page. So check it all out. Yeah, check it out. Got your ears on dot com. Well, hey guys, we used to sell those pullover guy t shirts for the fish fry. You think they're doing the fish uh, fry anymore? No, I'm going to guess not. No, the pullover guy t shirts also have a new connotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 get them get them while they, before they sell out maybe uh, we should maybe put some blue blue and red lights some blue lights next to that baby that's the a redesign if i've ever heard it right there we got to redesign that shirt pullover guy uh, that's so good all right guys well check out our website got yours on.com thanks for listening everybody we'll be back soon with another show you've been listening to got your ears on Rock and roll.